Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students. We hope that this episode is helpful to you. What's up, y'all? We are back with the Watermark Students Podcast. Joined, as always, with Jermaine Harrison, the one and only. Glad to be here. Kaylee Wright. Also glad to be here. And our special guest today, Ainsley Stewart. Ainsley, the audience would love to get to know you better. Introduce yourself. Um, I'm Ainsley. Ainsley. Hey, Kaylee. I'm a senior at Lake Highlands High School. Go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats. Ainsley, tell us about your Starbucks order in front of you. What are you drinking right now? I am drinking a venti. Iced chai tea latte with pumpkin cold foam. The pumpkin cold foam is a game changer. The girl I nanny told me to get it. It's and so incredible. you highly recommend. Highly recommend. There we go. Awesome. The essence of fall in a cup. Uh, essence of fall in a cup. I also got a better question for you and for everyone. Uh, I'd love to hear you guys. Since it's October, since Halloween's coming up, I just want to hear, hey, what was the best Halloween costume that you guys have ever worn? What do you think? Mm. Kaylee, you go first. I would love to go first. <laughs> She's smiling right now. So it is a good one. <laughs> I, I am smiling because um, I used to kind of get made fun of by my friends in the month of October. They would start sending out my old childhood Halloween costumes to each other because I had so many really weird Halloween costumes. But I'll pick one to <laughs> highlight. Um, and it was the homemade bag of jelly beans where Ooh. I was in a clear trash bag and... <laughs> Had multiple, like, minimally blown up balloons in the bag just to be small jelly beans, you know? And I was wearing multicolored Crocs, a red Croc on one foot, blue Croc on the other foot. Um, I think I maybe had pigtails also, like... Every, every element that could have something had it. Mm-hmm. And it was a big hit, a wild success. Yes. I was the life of the party. I could not sit down the whole night because I would have popped the balloon. But <laughs> um, legendary outfit. Let's go. Do you have a picture of that? Can we tag it in the show notes? Yeah. We yeah. have to. Link click, it in the show notes. Click to subscribe and you'll get, <laughs> you'll get it sent to you. Ainsley, what about you? Um, mine was a, I was a roll of sushi, similar to Kaylee food. Come on. Theme. That was good. Um, And I had cut out like a, I don't even know how we made it, but we made like a cylinder out of cardboard and then we wrapped it in a trash bag and got packing peanuts to be like the rice. And then I painted like Gosh, paper you guys plate. Are creative. So I was a California roll and I like put chopsticks in my hair. And I had, yes. oh my gosh, and I had a headband and it had a green loofah that was the wasabi and some like <laughs> that. Wait, a loofah? That was the, what is yeah. a loofah? What? That you shower what? with? What do you mean? What? What's a loofah? I, this is this is live. I'm just learning what a loofah is. I've never I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what? what it was called. You didn't Guys, know? I didn't know. This is I really didn't. Wow. Guys, none of this is scripted. This is <laughs> this, he truly did not know this. Wow. Okay. Wow. Learn something well, new every day. Jermaine, what about you? Well, guys, I I hate to rain on the parade of the the costumes. Here it comes. But, the Debbie uh, Downer. <laughs> this Scrooge. is maybe <laughs> a hot take. You heard it here first. I do not like dressing up for Halloween. I am that guy that if there's a Halloween party, like I go dressed up as myself, quote unquote. And and it's I, I think it stems from years and years, you know, being in student ministry and being a skit character at different programs and different events. And just on Halloween, I just I just want to be myself. <laughs> you know? I don't want to have the hassle of um, having to create a costume and wear yeah. a costume and not being able to sit down and having to get a loofah to be <laughs> it's just 
just just be yourself and it's great. You Sorry. Know, no, yeah. we're going to change that. All right, listeners today, yes. we've about a week until Halloween. <laughs> and so um, we want you guys help us decide what, what should Jermaine Jermaine should, hair be thing should be for, <laughs> for Halloween. Halloween. It's, it's, I've heard you've apparently dressed up as Jamaican Santa at one point. Is that true? Mm. I I think Jamaican Santa is real <laughs> and I've never dressed up as him. So he's real. Yeah. He's real. He's okay, real. guys, my favorite costume growing up was the one, the only Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. Mm. I dressed up as him, got to catch them all. The best part about my costume is the fingerless gloves. I couldn't oh. find fingerless gloves, so I got real gloves and just cut them in half. Uh, and I threw my Pokeball and Pikachu mm. came out of it. It was amazing. My sophomore year algebra teacher uh, proposed to his now fiance with, with a, a Pokeball. Poke <laughs> got on one knee and Would you say yes if someone did that to you? Absolutely not. Oh, gosh. I hate to say it. <laughs> He's I, perfect in every way. way but, but he proposed with a Pokeball. Austin, that was yeah. a great question. Yes. Thank you for asking that okay. uh, so we could break the ice a bit here yes. on the podcast. But we're going to go ahead and transition to um, the topic we're talking about today, which is drinking. And so um, drinking is a big temptation in high school. Um, as, as you get older, uh, partying becomes just more prominent in the culture of being a high schooler. And so we're going to talk today about what should I do if the people around me have started drinking? Um, and Ainsley, we're really excited to have you here today to talk about this and to get a student's perspective on what's going on. And then we'll contribute our thoughts as well throughout it. But first question we want to talk about is why do you think, uh, teenagers get involved in drinking? I think a lot of the people that I'm around say, well, you know, it's senior year or when it wasn't senior year, they're like, well, it's high school. You know, you got to live it up. You got to have fun. You got to live it to the full experience. Um, and I think a lot of them use that as an excuse, but I think it's really to have an escape from whatever's going on and just not having that solid foundation has called for like finding a substitute of hope. And I think that's where they get the drinking from is you are not thinking about anything going on in your life. And so why not go get drunk and forget about it all? And I think that's like one of the biggest excuses that people make and just like how it starts kind of of that escape. And then it becomes a habit and everyone else is doing it. So why not? Mm. That That's really insightful, Ainsley. Thank you for sharing that. And, and, I, and I imagine that you know, amongst the the people that are listening to this podcast, there are people right now that are, are giving into that temptation and are mm -hmm. getting drunk on the weekends or, you know, with their friends, or there are people who are fighting that temptation. Like they know that this isn't something that should mark them or that they should be involved in. And then there's some people who just want to learn and grow. And, and what I would say to all of those groups is a summary of what Ainsley just said of like, man, if you um, are looking to drinking to find uh, satisfaction, to find fun, to find meaning, to find relevance, to find connection, man, you are always going to come up empty. It's mm -hmm. a, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a, an empty pursuit to look towards um, drinking and, and getting drunk and, and, and that whole scene as to a place to find meaning and purpose in your life. It just, you'll come up empty every time. Yeah, that's so good, Jermaine. I think that um, another point of a lot of teenagers get involved in drinking, unfortunately, because of the home environment that they grow up in. And so, um, a lot of parents are okay with drinking, you know, and, um, I know even in my own personal story, like growing up in high school, a lot of friends and a lot of my peers started drinking because 
their parents were okay with them drinking. And so that was kind of their first exposure. And then just the culture of high school allowed them to, to keep going from there, you know? And so unfortunately that is the case for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's good that you, that you mentioned that I wanted to circle up and, and make that point of like, I think like some parents and I'm sure some parents are listening right now to help love and, and serve their, their kids. Um, and here in Texas and I'm sure other States, if you're an underage, if you're a minor and you're with your parents, you know, it is legal to, to, to drink alcohol, like with them, with parental consent. But I think that some, you know, teenagers, uh, that might even be the, the gateway into, unhealthy and unhelpful habits when it comes to alcohol and drinking where they, they, you know, some parents want to do it in a safe environment and um, maybe don't have a full conversation about Mm. what this means and what God's word has to say about it. And that ends up being, you know, the start of an addiction or the start of an unhealthy pattern um, in their lives. And so just to, I think, set the stage even more, I think, the encouragement I want to give in regards to what you were saying, Kaylee, is that the most important question related to drinking isn't that, you know, it's against the law to drink until you're 21 um, because there's so many objections that, that, that can come up with that. The most important question isn't a law question, but a heart question um, that no matter your, your age or the eligibility to drink, the most important question you can ask is, why am I choosing to drink? Am I doing it because um, I'm trying to escape, like Ainsley said at the beginning? Am I doing it because I want to be affirmed, because I want to be satisfied, because I want to be perceived a certain way? Um, because that heart question is is so much more important than necessarily Hey, is this okay because of where I am and who I'm with? Yeah, it's so important, as Jermaine said, to really examine your motives and to think about mm-hmm. why you do it. And so the question we're really wanting to answer is not necessarily, you know, can you drink? It's it's should you drink? And when you start asking that question, like, hey, what's wrong with it? I think you're really just, you know, starting to see how close you can get to the line without actually crossing it. Totally. Instead mm-hmm. of asking the other question is, hey, is it wise for me to do this? Should I do this? What is my desire in this? And what is it saying about me and my motive? And if you're asking, hey, uh, is it wise? Then I think you're going to have a different conclusion than, you know, is it wrong? For yeah. sure. Definitely. Yeah, that's good. Ainsley, what is uh, the common attitude or perspective among your peers when it comes to drinking? I kind of said it earlier, but just like, like it's high school, just do whatever you want. It's senior year. That's like a very common excuse, especially right now. Um, Like with coronavirus, everyone's like, well, you know, this year's already not going the way we wanted it to. Like might as well just make it the best we can. Have some fun. Yeah. Have some fun. Like let loose. Yeah. Ainsley, I think that's a really great point that you're making. Um, I think in our culture, teenagers, um, just resign themselves to laziness or resign themselves to uncreativity when it comes to um, having fun in high school. And it's it's so easy to say, well, this is what the majority of people are doing, so it must be fun, and I'm just going to give myself to it, when the alternative is that you can come up with creative, Christ-honoring um, alternatives to yeah. drinking. And, and, and there's other things that can be fun. Um, you just need to put in the time and the effort and the intentionality to figure them out instead of just going with what everyone else is doing. Yeah, I agree. I think that we've fallen into this bad mentality yeah. that fun being like having fun in high school is either I'm going to parties, I'm living that life, I'm getting drunk on the weekends, or I'm at home, I'm bored, I'm by mm-hmm. myself and 
high school is so dull. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's one of those two camps and there's a middle ground, especially as a Christian, like we are told we can have life to the full in Christ. But a lot of times we, we say that we believe that. And then we're like, well, I got to sit at home bored Mm -hmm. all the time Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to go party. So the alternative must just be loneliness and isolation at home. Cause I'm mm. trying not to not go get drunk, you know, and there is such a need for creativity. Like you're, like you're saying, Jermaine. Yeah. That's a good perspective to have. And, uh, you just never hear alcohol leading to something good. Like I drank and it led to these deep, meaningful friendships or I drank mm-hmm. and it led to, you know, this great quiet time with the Lord. No, you hear, I drank and it led to, to shame, to regret, to a bad decision, to an addiction. It's cause alcohol is destructive. I was reading a, a stat the other day that just said, if you drink underage, you're four times more likely to become an alcoholic later in life because alcohol is just not leading you well. Uh, and it's not leading you to something that you are proud of. Uh, Ephesians 5.18 just says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, be controlled with the Spirit. Uh, and it's hard to be controlled by the Spirit of God inside of you if you're being controlled by a drink or people's approval um, or anything else. And so that's just a good a perspective to have. Yeah, that's so good for something that can potentially have such costly yeah. uh, consequences. It is held in such a like common perspective that it's just a part of a high schooler high schooler's experience, which can be really hard um, to process. And so I know that that's probably been the case for you too, Ainsley. And so yes. our next question is: How have you personally been tempted to drink, and how did you respond to that temptation? Yeah, so my freshman year is when I think it became the more common thing. That's when some of my classmates started drinking. And like whenever that happened, I just separated myself from it because it was pretty easy to. It wasn't everyone doing it. And I actually went, I one night I went in my phone notes and I just looked up all these reasons that drinking was bad. And I wrote all of these verses and all of this stuff down in my phone. And I would go back and look at that. And I kind of had, I had this really strong mentality about it. And I was surrounded by really strong community from that point on. But then this year with senior year has brought a lot more of that temptation back. And especially because it's now majority of my grade is doing it. And you're the weird one if you're not doing it, not the weird one if you are. And it just brings so much more of that temptation. And it's so, so hard to remember why it's wrong and why I'm not doing it. And definitely just like Jermaine was saying, the heart check of like, why are you not doing it? Are you not doing it, Ainsley, because that's what the law says? Or are you not doing it because you know that it's going to lead to something bad or that you're doing it because you want to people please or because you're insecure or because you want to escape this problem that's going on or whatever. And that's just definitely been hard to navigate. Yeah. I think, I think what I would add to that as you were sharing is like, man, if for the person listening, like if if drinking is a consistent temptation for you, like we like to think that we're stronger than we, than we are. Mm -hmm. And we put ourselves in situations because we're like, Oh, I can be a positive influence or I can, you know, lead this group of people away from this. And and you just end up becoming more like them and adopting um, the habits that you, you, genuinely don't want to. And so, man, if drinking is a consistent temptation for you, I would encourage you to remove yourself um, from that situation. As much as, as much as it depends on you, remove yourself from that situation. 
Yeah. And I've just heard a lot of excuses around this topic. Like, you know, everyone else is doing it. Kind of what Ainsley was saying or, um, you know, speeding and jaywalking is breaking the law. So, you know, why can't we just drink and just these excuses around it. And I would just say, anytime you compare yourself to what everyone else is doing is a bad excuse, uh, because they're not our standard. God's word is our standard. And so I'd encourage you to compare yourself to God's word and see what that has to say and not what everyone else is doing. Cause it's a bad example. Yeah, it's so good, Ainsley. I think a lot of people can relate to you of it's really hard to watch your friends uh, mm-hmm. start struggling or even just peers, you know, people uh, that you care about and class friends, whatever it may be. As soon as uh, drinking kind of infuses your circles, it can be really challenging uh, just to process that. And how can you love those people and what should that look like for you? Do you give in and do you join them or how do you stand firm and how do you honor Christ in light of that? And so with that in mind, what is the best advice you've ever received in regard to drinking? Um, The best thing someone ever told me, and it's kind of, it's very quoted, but if you tear it apart, it's really good. Let's break it down. She said, you're bound to sin, not called to it. And when I first heard that, I was kind of like taken back and I was like, what? But then I thought about it. We are in such a broken world that everything is imperfect And we are going to sin no matter what, but that should not give you an excuse and you should not be like planning to sin and like scheduling out your sin cycle, scheduling out like, okay, Friday night, I'm going to drink, (laughs) Uh, whatever, Wednesday night at small group, I'll ask them for forgiveness. It'll be fine. And then next week I can do it again. That was really hard hitting for me because I was definitely about to fall into that temptation and hearing that. And not even with drinking, but just in anything in general, like really helped me get back on track and think, okay, what am I, where are my morals at? Where am I thinking? Am I really diving into the word about this and what's going on in my head? And that really helped me to just remember to be like Christ and not be like sin and that there's just so much more for me. That's so good, man. If you're out there and listening and, and this is a struggle for you, I want you to hear that. Like we, we care about you and and we want to help you. And we believe that the, the best place to do that is in the church and being surrounded by other believers who want to encourage you, equip you, spur you on, guide you. And so, you know, for Ainsley, that was, you know, one of her one of her close friends encouraging her with that truth and um, reminding her that, hey, we live in a broken, sinful world. And so sin is bound to happen. But we have the freedom because of Christ and the spirit living within us to choose um, to not run in the ways that are destructive to our, our hearts and our and our lives. And so, man, if you're struggling, we want to help. And community is there to help you if you take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah, it's so good. It makes me think of Second Timothy 222 is a huge verse for me in high school, but just says flee the youthful passions mm-hmm. and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace along with those who call upon the Lord with a pure heart. And that's exactly what you did. It's like you and your friends considering how do we flee these passions of high school? And I mean, the same is true in adulthood, but like you have to do it alongside other people. It's Mm -hmm. hard to fight it alone. And so we do, we're praying that the church can be that type of place that you can find other people to flee the passions at high school is throwing at you. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think the, the a big thing you need to consider too, is just your witness. Like first Corinthians 10 31 just says, whatever you do, whatever you do, or you eat or you drink, do it for the glory of God. And so is your witness, is it bringing confusion about God to people or is it bringing clarity? And are you affirming mm-hmm. who God is through your decisions or are people viewing the way you're compromising, the way you're giving into the crowd, the way that you're just going along with everyone else? Is that confusing to people? Or are you living a different lifestyle and you're following the character of God? Or are you following the character of the world, which is two different things? Yeah, that was definitely even something that I thought about too that like prevented me from drinking was I've put out such this persona of like, the Christian girl and the church girl. And if I go and get drunk, what are these people who I'm the only, like I'm the little bit of Christ that they've seen. What are they going to think whenever they see me drunk at a party or whenever they see me drunk in my parking lot or whatever? Like that was just such a thing that I was like, oh my gosh, you are the example and you might not even know it for some people. And they're looking at you and you want to lead them to Christ and not to anything else. You feel the weight of the, of the witness that you have Mm -hmm. with other people. I think it's important to feel it, not to let that take you into self-righteousness or legalism, but to appropriately feel the weight of the witness that you have with other people. That is so good. Um, Ainsley, what is one last thing that you would give to a student? Maybe one piece of encouragement you would give to someone listening right now who is surrounded by people that are drinking. I would just say you're not alone in it at all. Like, even the people that you probably think don't struggle with this temptation are struggling. And the only way and the best way to get out of this is by pursuing the Lord, whether it's through community and reading the Bible. You are not the only person doing this at all. I think almost every high schooler is experiencing this right now. Yeah. The last thing I would say in conjunction with that and and just kind of that topic of self-righteousness maybe um, is this, is that, man, if if the people around you drink um, and you know like you're never going to do it, like it can be so easy to believe, oh, I'm better than them. That's the mm-hmm. the drinking crowd over there, mm-hmm. the party crowd over there. I'm, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to be a part of that group. And I want to lastly just encourage our listeners to win the battle against self-righteousness uh, because in that very moment where you think I'm better than them because they're drinking, because they're making a mess of their life or whatever the case is, self-righteousness and pride become your version of drinking. Mm-hmm. And while you not might not be acting out in that way, you're still um, running towards sin and unhealthy patterns of, uh, of self-righteousness and pride. So... Yeah, the last thing I would say that I've said to high schoolers before, but just make decisions in present moments of strength, like like right now, that'll help you in future moments of weakness. Like don't wait to the moment that you're tempted to drink um, to make a decision because you'll probably compromise. It'll be too late, but but build your boundaries early um, and make up your mind in advance for the decision, the conviction that you're going to have around this. And so you don't compromise uh, in the face of temptation. All right, guys. Well, to summarize everything we've talked about today, Ainsley, thank you so much for being here. Um, We said that the most important question related to drinking isn't a law question, but a heart question. Ask yourself, why am I choosing to participate in underage drinking? Next, come up with creative Christ-honoring alternatives to drinking. A life with Christ does not have to be boring. We can get creative and find more joy um, living for him than, than settling for the party scene in in the world in that. And then lastly, win the battle against self-righteousness. If the people around you are drinking and you aren't, uh, be careful not to fall into that temptation. And so that's it for today's episode. If you have a question about teenage life that you'd like for us to discuss, go ahead and email us at students at watermark.org. Ainsley, thank you so much for being here, guys. Always a pleasure. We'll see you next time. All the best. Hag wow. (laughs) 